This is Good Morning NoCo with Brian Carey and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Well, Loveland City Council voted 7-2 to on Tuesday to put a six-month moratorium on new oil and gas development within city limits. Welcome back in. Good morning, NOCO. I am Tanner Schwint, Brian Gary, my co-host, Angel Padilla, doing the production work, Havla from Bruno Lilly Legal, joining us this morning. Good morning, Havla. Good morning. This, uh, this Loveland City Council, man, they wasted no time starting to turn heads, Brian, on a lot no, of their decisions. Yeah. So they vote 7-2 to two to put uh, a six-month moratorium on new oil and gas developments Within city limits, the Loveland Reporter Herald reports the city will stop accepting applications or issuing permits for new oil and gas development until June 1st of 2024 or until city staff can revise the current regulations to conform with state regulations established with the passage of Senate Bill 19181. And this is according to the ReporterHerald.com. It's amazing to me how fast local government can move when they really want to. And the changing of the laws and the moratoriums, the, the going back on the, the deal that they had signed with uh, McWinney for the urban renewal. Um, it's crazy to me. Havel, when it comes to the legal world, and of course, anything Havel says here is entertainment purposes only. It's not legal advice for the best legal advice, BLL.legal. Uh, but when it comes to the legal world, uh, are there certain things that the local like county government passes that can be quick and you guys got to be on your feet and ready for any changes like that? Or is it normally something you hear about before it just goes through like this? Because this new city council got elected in three, two, two weeks ago, and they have changed the oil and gas laws around what they're trying to do. They put that moratorium on there. They're, cha- they're, they're going back on some of these deals. It, does this affect the legal world very often? Well, that's an actually very interesting world because they can be quasi quasi judicial they're also administrative so there are due process rights that the citizens have and a lot of times you run into this against uh, the newly elected officials where maybe the city attorney is coming in and saying you can't do this but they do it anyways i've seen that a lot um sort of in the back door where as attorneys you hear like yeah they they were told that legally they can't do this but i guess now i get to defend the challenge right and i don't know if this is legal or not legal. i haven't looked at this particular thing but it is an interesting kind of area of law um, when you're dealing with these types of elected officials at local government level. Well, and I think it's inter- we had Chris Wood from BizWest on yesterday, and, and, and so the city had signed a deal with McWinney. Uh, they were going to do this urban renewal project in South Centera, so just west of uh, I-25 on the south side there. They were going to do this whole redevelopment plan. Uh, the old city council signed this deal. Same mayor, uh, Jackie Marsh, got reelected. They signed this deal, and now the new city council came in and said, no, we don't. We're, we're taking this deal off the table, even though it's been signed. Uh, the, the city, uh, the city council attorney, the city attorney had signed off on it. Um, and Chris was telling us that the city attorney now has to step out and recuse himself because he signed off on the first uh, on the first deal that took place. Is that commonplace? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Well, he has a conflict now, right? Because he or she obviously represent the city council no matter what they decided and if what they decided 
at the last time was that they were going to sign off on this conf- or on this contract, and they did sign the contract. And now the new city council is reneging on that, and your signatures on the contract. You now have a conflict with your right. client, so they need to get uh, conflict-free council in to review what they're trying to do next. Yeah, it's going to be, and, and I would imagine that'll take the the, the process because McWinnie filed suit. The day after mm-hmm. uh, against uh, the city of Loveland. and Look, developers uh, have money. Yeah, oh, especially <laughs> McWinnie. Yes. And yes. one thing we haven't even mentioned, Hensel Phelps was planning on, well, allegedly moving their headquarters over into this area. So you've got McWinnie money, and now you've got Hensel Phelps money going up against city of Loveland money. And there's a, that's going to be a long uh, a process and probably some really... Uh, uh, really interesting acrobatic legal moves. Hasn't say of Loveland money been decreased because of like their officers' <laughs> bad conduct? <laughs> Hard I, don't, to argue. I don't know what kind Hard of money they argue. have. <laughs> Hard to argue that. Yeah, no, it is that's exactly right. But <laughs> it, and I think that's interesting. So let's we start in Loveland with that. Let's move over to Weld County. This is something that uh, Weld County Commissioner Chair Mike Freeman has been livid about the last couple months. Mike's been testy. We've uh, had him in. Um, so Weld County's five percent growth cap on property taxes appears set to kick in next year after the county council again denied commissioner's request to retain excess revenue. And if you haven't, I recommend go back and taking a listen to that. It was last Tuesday. You can still find it on 1310kfk.com. Go to the Good Morning NoCo page. Um, according to the Greeley Tribune, council recently denied the request from the Board of County Commissioners, which sought to retain about $53.2 million to complete facility maintenance needs identified in the county's facilities master plan. This is where government and law starts to tie back in again, because the commissioners in the charter, it's written that the council gets to decide what they do with that money. So the, the Weld County Council that I think 98.8% of people don't have any idea what they do. Uh, and I didn't know we had one. Or that. Okay. They're elected officials. Um, they come in and say, no, you can't retain this. And this is, again, where the uh, the county attorney now had said, no, this is – I mean, look at the, the plan on this. This is what makes the most economic sense. This is a, and, again, they went against it. So um, I guess government government lawyers have a tall task, I would imagine. Well, your county attorneys and your city attorneys are really there to advise your elected members on the law and yeah. give and tell them, you know, legally, here's what you can do, here's what you cannot do, here's my advice. And then sometimes your your elected officials just go sideways on you, and then you're tasked with defending that decision. Um, and you know what? That's frankly not that different from every other other lawyer's job where they say I'm telling you don't do xyz and in fact like I've posted this meme a couple of times where <laughs> you're like don't do that and then it's like this bird that has its uh, leg sticking out yeah, and it like, says that, that. Right? <laughs> your client touching that right and, and all you can do is go okay well I told you not to so I guess we'll have fun in court you know yeah no it's uh oh, and, and the the prime example of that that I go back to was um, I believe it was last year, Lori Sane, um, who, who dominates a lot of headlines here in Weld County. Um, it's a, is a, a nice way of saying that. Everyone I've, knows. I've heard you mention the My name. thoughts on Lori and Sane. And uh, she... I believe you had another 
term when we first started the show. Lori Insane, yeah. No, it was another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, then, well, allegedly, Brian. Okay. We've got a lawyer here, damn it. <laughs> um, but this was one where uh, when Colorado passed uh, the abortion bill, uh, she was trying to make it where in Weld County, it was like a, a, a pro-life county, tried to pass something. And, you know, the, the county attorney stepped in and goes, what you're trying to do is not going to have any bearing. Like and she was waving this flag, and I went to the press conference, and she got really mad at me. And it's just one of those things. It's like maybe just listen to the council, you know, to the council or your council, I should say, your, your legal advice from your from your lawyer. That seems like a pretty good thing to do, Havala. I don't. Sometimes I think that because you have to remember, elected officials for the most part are just average people, yep, right? Correct. They, they haven't been in these types of positions. They don't understand what all it entails and they don't understand the law behind it. So a lot of times you get people who come in with great intentions. They're like, look, I was elected on this platform. This was my campaign platform. I have to act. And then they get in and to have an attorney tell them you can't do that. I mean, it, it it's hard for people to kind of wrap their head around. So I don't I don't find it surprising that people are maybe right. acting against legal advice because of where they come from. Um, but at the same time, it is interesting to watch. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And, and my goodness, there's been uh, lots of big lawsuits uh, that have been kicked off this week. It feels like in the business world, a lot of, a lot of private sector lawsuits uh, with uh, different government entities uh, going from Loveland. I don't think there's going to be a lawsuit on this. I think, I think it is what it is here in Weld County. Um, and, uh, you know, to the dismay of, of the majority of the commissioners, the council decided to do what they decided to do. 7.16 the time now. It is good morning, Noke. I want to say thanks to, uh, let's see here, we'll go with Otto Taylor, Brian. I want to say thanks to Otto Taylor. Hi, Brent. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. No, no. <laughs> no I, just, I, I have mad respect for them over there because they, they do have the customer in mind first and foremost. It's not something, I mean, you'll hear... People say that about themselves in commercials and all that, but they're not ones who are going to toot their own horn. Right? They they know what they have for business. Their their product speaks for itself. Confident the the amount of satisfied customers speak for themselves. And Brent knows, like we've said many times, if you have a, the, one of the keys is is knowing and trusting who you do business with. Brent has built that trust, and he's one who feels like if you already feel you have that with your auto uh, repair spot. You know, stay there. But if you're looking for one that you can trust and that is going to be there for you and your family in these situations, it's Brent and the gang at Auto Taylor. Located on 16th Street and 10th Avenue or online at autotaylor.com. 717 the time now. It is Good Morning NoCo. Seven twenty two. Welcome back in to the Aloe Fiber Studios. Good morning, NOCO, brought to you by Air Solutions of Greeley. I'm Brian Gary, along with Tanner Schwint, producer Angel Padilla, and as always... On our wonderful Thursdays, it's Havala in with us. How are you doing, Havala? Good. How are you guys? It seems like I haven't seen you for a long time, by I, the way. I was counting, I think, three weeks. Yeah. Because last week was Thanksgiving. The week before that, Andy came in. Yeah. And then I think I was in the week before that. Well, it's good to see you. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving yeah, and everything. Yeah, you too. All right, now I got to ask. I saw this headline yesterday. I'm sorry for everyone who's listening. No, I mean this is a USA Today story, so yeah. I mean my goodness, yeah. Yeah. but Cre- credible. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. as soon as I read it, fake news. <laughs> I started giggling. Okay, because it says attorney suspended for pooping in a Pringles oh, can this. and leaving it in victim advocates' parking lot. You did see this story, I did. yeah? Uh, what? What what got me was reading that this was not an isolated incident. Hmm. His defense 
criminal defense attorney Jack Blakesley. Well, at least he was smart enough to hire a defense attorney and not do it, represent himself. Uh well, <laughs> I stumped you. This, no, he, <laughs> he is the defense attorney. Oh, okay. So he's not, he did it. So he's not smart enough to hire one. No, he talked. Ooh. All right. And he's, they've called into, uh, into question his, his fitness to practice law. Yeah. Because of this. Now, and his first defense. Of all, you should question anybody who's fit to live in society if you're willing to poop in a Pringles can. You ever been on a long road trip? Oh, my God. You ever been a truck driver? Pull off to a okay. gas station. <laughs> are you times. don't try and justify pooping in a Pringles can. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> His defense. He said he didn't target anyone, but had a habit of putting his feces in Pringles cans and randomly throwing them from his car. Hmm. He claimed he pulled the Pringles prank at least 10 times this year. Now, so is isn't it a that, habit or a prank? That uh, He has a habit of pranking, mm. is what it sounds like. This sounds like a really bad defense. When yeah. you're accused of something and go, look, I, I do, do it, it all the time. time. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. That's not a great defense. <laughs> I mean, I like the shaggy defense. Which it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. Like, <laughs> that's what I would be running is the shaggy defense. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, Hope they don't that's... DNA test the poop. Yeah, I'm sure they they probably will. Uh, the court didn't buy it and said he purposely chose the Haven of Hope in Cambridge, Ohio, as his quote drop zone, and uh, surveillance camera shows him shows him tossing the can. Mm. But how do you even begin to defend something like that? Would you just shh? Well, yeah. Number one? First, don't talk. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be. That's the worst thing. Second, don't represent yourself. And then third, it sounds like maybe you just need to get them a really good deal and not fight it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would want a refund if I had hired that guy at any point uh, to try and defend me. I see an endorsement for Pringles. No. How, no. How, do we know how old this guy is? Uh, let me see if I can find it. What's the name? He's of been it? an attorney since 1976. So he's old. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Definitely he's be about... up there. He could just claim incontinence. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nice. Nice, Brian. <laughs> it's about time. Know. It's about time for him to maybe retire. Hang it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you can't, when you can't hold it, you got to hang it up. You done with that story? Uh, you got a follow up? No, I'm going to no, take us to number two on the docket. Nope, no, no. Not okay. nice. Oh, hey. Right. 7.26 a time. It is, good. <laughs> it is good morning, NOCO. <laughs> Clearwater Products been serving the ag and oil and gas industry since 2013. They got a huge storefront at 2021 First Avenue in Brody Greeley. Uh, they got, uh, yes, Brody Hansen down there. <laughs> Hose assemblies, fittings, couplers, much, much more. Listen, these days are getting short. It's cold out there. You got to get your job done, and I know a lot of stuff starts to break down as soon as it gets cold. You need that part. They can they can get it to you, They can, and if they don't have it, they can custom build it. They also are offering delivery to the field. You can call 970 
970-673-8891. That's 970-673-8891. Havla is joining us here this morning on Good Morning NoCo. Um, It was a story that we did yesterday, and I'd like to uh, spend our our, our time today talking a little bit about car thefts. um, Because uh, in Denver, uh, uh, the mayor's car got stolen uh, for the second time in six years. Uh, So I want to talk about that because that's something that I know a handful of people here personally and locally have had their car stolen and the answers that they get from the cops about it are not is not what they particularly like to hear about the possibility of getting it returned. So I'd like to dive into that a little bit when we come back on the other side. 7.30 the time now. Let's get to the bottom of the hour news and weather center. Welcome back into the Aloe Fiber Studios. It's Good Morning NoCo. I'm Tanner Schwent. Brian Gary, my co-host, Angel Padilla, doing the production work here on this fine Thursday morning. Cold Thursday morning. Uh, say goodbye to the 40s and 50s we saw. We're only going to be in the 30s today, as uh, Cody told us on Monday, that cold front moving in today. Havla with Bruno Lilly Legal is in the Aloe Fiber Studios in with us. In the house. She's in the house for the first time in three weeks, and it's good to have her back. If you've got questions, feel free to text them in 888-530-0043. That's 888-530-0043. But do remember that uh, anything said here is for entertainment purposes only. None of it can be used in the court of law. I know we've got a couple of stories to get to in this uh, segment here, so let's start first with what we uh, previewed on the other side. Uh, so this Pringles can. Stolen cars uh, oh. here in the state of Colorado. This has been a, it turned into a huge problem. 11, over 11,000 uh, cars have been stolen in the state. In fact, 11,305, uh, according to Nine News, uh, were reported in Denver alone this year. Uh, one of those stolen cars belongs to the mayor. The new mayor, Mike Johnston. Um, now, I've heard from a, a handful of friends that that had their car stolen here in Greeley. And then they saw their car parked at a King Supers. Then they saw their car parked at somewhere else. And every time they called the cops on it, they're like, well, it's yours. And I think that leaves it open to a lot of interpretation. Um, because, because <coughs> excuse me, if the cops can't get there... They can't block him in, if I'm correct. They can't chase the car. There's like, it feels like the cops are kind of hand tied on a lot of this. Um, what's your understanding of if your car is stolen? What's your understanding of the process uh, that comes afterwards, Havla? Well, you make a police report, and then hopefully the police recover your car. I mean, that's the that's kind of the simple answer. Um, and then if they recover your car and they're able to prosecute somebody, you may be a witness in a trial. Um, because they have to prove ownership and that you weren't that whoever took your car was not allowed to have your car sometimes for an aggravated uh, vehicular theft um, you need to prove that that person was in possession of the car for more than 24 hours um, so I mean that that's really the simple answer as to what the process is I think for me the more interesting issue is that it's your car like it pretty much told them it's your car go you you've got the right to go get it Sure, you can. I think that that, depending upon the situation, that can certainly put you in a confrontation with potentially a violent or intoxicated individual. Right. Also, in order for them to get your car to drive, it's unlikely that they didn't punch the ignition, so you're not going to be able to use a key anyways, right? Right. So there's lots of things that 
could be problematic if you try to go get your car on your own. Um, but law enforcement, frankly, doesn't have the resources to go meet you somewhere immediately when you see it, it your vehicle there. Like a lot of times, even for fairly emergent um, calls, it can take them 15 minutes to respond. So for something as routine as like, hey, my car's in the King Supers parking lot, can you come here? If they're taking other more urgent calls for service, they just don't have the manpower to go do that. It's That's got to be incredibly that would be frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. It would. I mean, because if you see yours, you know it's yours. I mean, I'm going to be there on it. And I'm going to be waiting for the person to come who was trying to take car. You're just finding it abandoned in that place. What well, What was the scenario the in these scenario, situations? They found it sitting outside of a house. It was sitting outside of a house at some point, and and then you just go and take it back, don't you? Well, but what happens is the guy comes out with a gun. I mean, people who steal cars aren't going to be the obviously most upstanding citizens. Well, this happened to to a member of of my family mm. um, several months ago, where the vehicle was taken from in front of their house. And somebody took off in it, and they saw the car go, and uh, they went and tried to find the person who had taken off in the car. Then they found the car abandoned several blocks away, just sitting there. Then they gathered the vehicle and went back. I mean, that's pretty much what you would do, wouldn't it be? You could. Here's, you know, just because I know enough about how these things take place, I wouldn't want that car I mean, I don't know what's been in that car. I don't know if people were smoking meth in that car, and now I have a contamination problem. I went with my kids back in that car. Um, so, Didn't I, even I think mean, of I that. would be reporting it to insurance, and then I would ask them to total the vehicle, um, even if it was in some type of working condition, and just kind of start over. Like, I, in my opinion, like, I wouldn't want anything to do with that vehicle anymore. No, that's actually hmm. an interesting point because it is. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, okay. Let's say that exact scenario that you just talked about happens. You get the car, you bring it back. Can you call the cops and say, "Hey, do you want to come check this out? I just got it. It was stolen. I reported it stolen. I got it back. Can you come and check it out to make sure, like, next time I get pulled over, I don't. There's not a bag of meth laying somewhere. Like, how how would you go about that if someone wanted to, you know, hang on to that car? I think you could, but I think law enforcement would find that a little bit suspicious. So if they did find something in the car, you may be running the risk of like paying yourself at risk, unfortunately. Like you don't see people like going, getting their cars and then taking it to a police department and saying, hey, can you inspect it for me? Well, if not if you knew you had something in there, you sure <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I like, mean, I don't. I, but, there's dumb and there's really dumb. Uh, I, yeah, I yeah, mean, but like, you deal with the really dumb a I lot. Do. Yeah, that's I do. <laughs> every Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't know. I mean, again, like, look, the, what I was going to say about what I find kind of interesting about this is, all of a sudden, criminals kind of figured out, like, we don't need to use our own cars to commit crime. We're we're just going to steal other people's cars to commit crime because then they can't trace it back to us, right? And, um, you know, people may or may not know this, but there are, like, license plate readers all over the city. And so when they see a car that's involved in a crime, they can track exactly where that vehicle is going, um, where they're going to and from. And so criminals have just kind of figured out, like, okay, we can steal this car, we can commit this crime, we can abandon it over here, and we get a new car and we go, right? And so it's much harder to track who is involved in the larger crime, which is usually some type of drug distribution, frankly. 
Has there been an uptick of people being contacted about, hey, your vehicle was used in a crime that was committed or, or like uh, maybe even declared suspects because it was your car? Yeah, you hear a lot of people who, at least I read it in a lot of police reports where law enforcement finds a stolen car, they're processing it, and they reach out to the registered owner and they're like, oh, yeah, I reported it missing and stolen two months ago. And then it, usually in a different city possibly a different state. So your advice uh, or your entertainment advice here would be if your car is stolen, just report it to insurance and, and kind of write it off as bad yeah, luck. Cut cut ties. You know, but there's also the reason why, um, you know, your registration doesn't have your home insurance, home address on it anymore is because of the uptick of mm. stealing vehicles. Like you really don't want these people to be casing your place in addition to stealing your car. So you don't really want them to know where you live or potentially stealing your identity, those types of things. So, you know, if you're one of those people that just gets your registration card and puts both cards in your glove box, go ahead and take out the one that has your address on it. Um, Feel free to cross out your address on your insurance card, right? Like do things to protect yourself in addition in the event that somebody does steal your vehicle, which hopefully they don't. I would have never thought of that. No. Uh, you know, you always worry if somebody did break. I've had people break into my vehicles and steal things. I haven't had my vehicle stolen, mm. you know, which I guess would be as nearly as bad because you just the thought of somebody in your vehicle, you know, makes you unnerved. I'm sure there's a lot of people when you say, you know, just uh, have it totaled or do something like that financially, it wouldn't make sense for a lot of people. Yeah, but, I mean, do you run the risk of what we just talked about? I mean, who knows what was taking place in that car? Who knows what's all in there? And can you double your trouble? No, that? and that's something I honestly, Hobble, had never thought of. You know, I, I would hear these stories, and like when I heard about my family member who this happened to, it, it was, it to me, it was like a no-brainer. You see your vehicle, you go and get your vehicle back. I never thought of those aspects of what could have happened in the vehicle mm-hmm. in that amount of time that was gone. So I think that's just a good thing to put into people. People's heads. Another thing to consider if you're ever in this situation. I was meth, gonna, oh, go ahead. Meth contamination is rough. I mean, well, like I'm on the Housing Authority board, and that's something we talk about every meeting: is how many units have been contaminated, what type of cleanup. What can that contamination do? 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 do you do you know? I mean, it's a health hazard. They have to bring in a specialized cleaning crew for like the tune of thirty thousand dollars each time a unit um, gets contaminated to really? clean it to make it safe for the next tenant. Um, and so think about that in terms of, like, if somebody's in your car smoking meth yeah. like, and you're not checking for that, you're not cleaning for that, I mean, what can that do to you? And I'm, I imagine a lot of people have kids wow. that they put in their car that have right. been yeah. stolen, right? Like, yeah. what can it do to your children? So I don't know. And it's it, and, and meth is very common in this area, is it not? In, you know, in, in yeah, the criminal I, area? I, I have, like. Two different sets of clients. I have people that are very addicted to fentanyl or people who are very addicted to meth. You don't see a lot of the mixing of those two. Really? Um, So those are kind of the two that I see a lot, um, and they're pretty separate. So I'd say fentanyl and meth.
No, it's interesting. We're talking with Havla here Mm. this morning from Bruno Lilly Legal. If you have questions, text us 888-530-0043. That's 888-530-0043. I was going to ask if you'd seen an uptick uh, in the amount of uh, uh, criminal, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, uh, I I don't know, What am I trying, what do you, you get accused of a crime, you're being, charges of uh, stolen vehicles. Have you seen an uptick in that? Uh, Yeah, you have. Okay, Mm -hmm. so even though... uh, uh, you know, we're, the, the rate of getting them back is not great. You're still seeing an uptick in this. Yes. And I'm seeing there's a lot more aggressive prosecution for people who have committed this crime previously. Mm. So after a certain number of times of committing motor vehicle theft, um, the felony charges can be increased if you were convicted twice previously of motor vehicle theft. I'm wondering if you've seen many cases of there being a bust of finding these chop shops around here. You know, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of the chop shops recently. Maybe it's just not sort of something that's been come, coming to my attention. Mm-hmm. I know that that was something big maybe like five years ago. It was. I haven't really seen it. That doesn't mean that's not happening. Yeah, I know they, they reported on a couple that took place over the over the summer months here uh, in Weld County as well. I know that's something they're, they're certainly focusing on because it is, a, especially with the uptick in what, what used cars uh, cost and parts and stuff like that. Right. You saw a big uh, rise in this uh, over, over the last couple of years. I'm just wondering how quickly that process goes. When somebody steals a vehicle, how quickly it can get to a chop shop, be gone and out of here, yeah. and no chance of every retrieving it. I'm sure. I've got to think that it can go pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I certainly would think so as well. Um, I want to bring up something we saw in the uh, Greeley Tribune. They uh, always have their cop logs I love uh, that they do. Yes, uh, uh, used to play the bad boys music underneath and then, then read, read the them. most yeah. uh, insane ones. Um, this is an insane one, and I just want to be clear, this is not why Andy's not here this morning. I was going to ask. I want to be clear about that. But 1.30 p.m., a caller at 9th Street and 10th Avenue, uh, right downtown, uh, reported an intoxicated lawyer sitting on a bench outside the courthouse. Now, For the record, it was not me. Okay, I was going to say, now, did you just have a, real, a long day? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's an insane cop uh, log uh, coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think... Uh, <laughs> I think it gives all of us bad lawyers and who already have a bad name a worse name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now, whoever that guy is. Like every time there's a change in like the security rules or something at the courthouse, I go, which lawyer ruined it for all of us? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so now, like this lawyer ruined drinking and sitting on a park bench. Yeah, I don't that's know. Right. How else do you prepare for a trial? I know. I mean, like, look, I don't do that, but like, you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> that's. How okay? Because the, the the law world seems very clicky to me. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's I would clicky. imagine, I would especially so. here in in Weld County, where we're growing, but it's not like it's it's not like it's Denver. It's not like it's one of those huge oh, huge no. counties. When the Denver firms come up, we're all like, ugh. Denver. <laughs> <laughs> ugh. And then those Denver attorneys usually like walk away, going, ugh. Weld County, I can't go up there again. Uh, and I, yeah, I had uh, heard from a friend where uh, some of those Denver attorneys, like, they'll purposely, like, buy a pair of cowboy boots to to wear up here. Like, they'll show up in a pickup. Like, they'll rent a, a pickup to show up here. Is that something that actually takes place? So there was a very big PI firm that had a case that went to trial. Um, and they actually rented an open office down the hall from me 
for the month that they were in trial and definitely established themselves in the community for that time period. Um, yes, they try very hard to make sure that people don't think that they're city slickers. <laughs> <laughs> I just... That's funny. I'm wondering uh, because just, everybody reads. Go ahead, Tim. No, I just say, I just love the assumption of what Wealth County is. It's the wild, wild west up here, man. Well, attorneys are drunk <laughs> on a bench. One, the, whoever this but moron wanted, was. Well, no, here's here's my question. I'm wondering how many people read it because you said it's a clicky type of situation. Yeah. How many lawyers read this and immediately went? I know who that is. Right. Or has a list of potential suspects. Oh, look, no. Everybody in the community knows who it is. Really? <laughs> this story has been circulating for weeks. So, yeah. It, it's the law community knows what's up. Nobody with Bruno Lilly legal. Yeah. <laughs> that's the important thing. Yes. No, they get drunk at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. And then we don't drive anywhere. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> and we enjoy our drink. Yes. Go have that bottle of wine at home. Watch Stay Put, Grey's Anatomy, or whatever you lawyers watch. Some watch. Bluey the cartoon, some things like that. <laughs> You've never Seuss. watched Bluey? No. Oh, my. No, never have. That is outrageous. Um, and something like this, too, because I know you don't talk to the cops. You're talking to us. Your job, you've got to talk to the cops. Like, that is something you've got to do. Yes. Um, is this something where, like, law enforcement's pretty eager to spill the, spill the beans on this as well? Look, I have pretty good relationships with people at the courthouse, and I'll just say that everybody was willing to talk to me about what happened. <laughs> Are you withholding information from us right now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's far more entertaining than that blogger. <laughs> than the one line of, there was a drunk lawyer on a park bench. I Narrow mean, that, it down. That sums it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. It really does. I want to know, was he sitting there, were they sitting there with a, with a client sitting next to him? Like, is that what they, what they had got, uh, you know, the client was uh, charged with? Getting public intoxication? They're like, it's not that bad. Let's go, both go do it. Because yeah. with the old location, we probably weren't far behind. No, I'm sure not. No, absolutely. <laughs> we would have had a good view of this. 7.52 the time. We'll come back and wrap up uh, this hour next right here on Northern Colorado's Voice. But let's get to the, uh, the uh, not the bottom of the hour, let's get to the latest in the tech world. Here's Kim Commando. So just a couple of minutes left, but while Hovel is here, I wanted to ask, you're not a huge sports fan, but uh, we're talking today, CSU got a big win in basketball last night over CU, and the fans rushed to the court afterwards. Um, and you brought up the question, like, is, isn't that illegal? Well, in Florida, they're trying to make it illegal. They could, uh, 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 storming the field could become punishable uh, with jail time down in Florida. This was something that was uh, back in February of this year that they were trying to pass. I don't know if they got it done or not. but Good way to keep was the jails uncrowded. Introduced there. Um, but, like... It, it's so weird on this. Like the fines differentiate between the different uh, universities and the conferences that they're in, but I don't think it is illegal. So, uh, you know, if if your team got a big win, Havel, you running down on the court and celebrating? You think I have a team? <laughs> You're on the side of justice. That's, That's your team. Exactly. I mean, I think it's been pretty clear. I don't do sports. <laughs> I don't do sports. So that's very true. So, so, say you're at a concert. Yeah, let's say Metallica right. got a uh, had a great concert. People uh-huh. rushed the stage. People rushed the stage. No, to celebrate. I, so here's the thing. In my line of work, I, I'm way too paranoid to actually take a chance like that. Yeah, like 
I, I'm not I'm not going up there and actually being the one unlucky person that gets arrested out of this group of 500. Like, I'll just sit right here. Right. And that's what we were talking about. Like, it's it's kind of that mentality of they can't arrest us all. So let's just all go at that point. Uh, but uh, so far, not a lot has been uh, not a lot of negatives have come out of people storming the, the court or the field. So uh, that is our Happy Life Gardens poll question. We'll get to some of your responses on the other side. But Havla, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you spending the hour with us. Uh, final thoughts from you. Yeah, don't talk to the cops. And if you have a legal issue, give us a call, 720-340-1373. And you can find us at BLL.legal. I will also say if you're an attorney, don't get drunk on a park bench. Pretty dumb thing to do. Yeah. Or anybody, really. But specifically... Especially outside the courthouse. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, 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 don't do that. Yeah, go further away. Go to your house. Sit on your couch. Watch Bluey or whatever the hell that is. Havla, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, hour number three coming up. Miles Bloomhart of the Colorado is going to join us. We're going to dive into this discussion uh, uh, more about uh, storming the court in the field. CSU, big win. Denver Nuggets, big win. UNC battled, man. They were right there. Let's talk about it next. It's Good Morning NoCo presented by Air Solutions on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 to 1310 KFK.